subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Välkomna till Rock Bottom! Här är vi igen, rockpuddingarna Anders ja. och Erika. Idag sitter vi på något ställe som känns väldigt hemtant för mig. Ja, en turnébuss sitter ja. vi faktiskt i. Men vi sitter inte här med vem som helst. Nej. Let's say welcome to Gaschi. Gaschi in the house! Hey, On tour here in Stockholm mm. yeah. for the new album. Yeah, man. The new album Fearless coming out next week. And we are out here playing some shows in Sweden. I would have never thought that the tour would have started here in Sweden, out of all places. Why? I don't know why, because, uh, I, I mean, I've seen you quite a few times, <laughs> yeah. but um, to be honest, I haven't been playing so much in Sweden, as much as I would have liked to play. Right. Uh, so it was a nice surprise when um, Jesper Binzer asked me to open his shows. Perfect. And, you know, we're starting here. Yeah, we had the crazy day and he came up and said hi. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. So when, when was your last gig in Sweden and with what act? Remember? I have to remember now. Hold on. <laughs> was, was it? it was, I think it was Allegiance of Rock. Yeah. Uh, Allegiance of Rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fun cover band that we put together with um, some high. With John Orham. No, no, no. Uh, John, John Levin. Yeah, yeah, John Levin. The other John. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the other John from Europe. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Andrews Johansson. Mm-hmm. Right. Of Hammerfall and Rising Force and, uh, and all those bands and yeah, yeah. and um, and uh, we have uh, Ronnie Romero who sings in Richie Blackmore's yeah. Rainbow now. Yeah. The Young Gun. So. We did the festival, didn't we? What was it? Or oh, oh, sorry, it was a. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, uh, Cilia Rock. Cilia Rock, yeah. yeah. So, uh, On a boat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, last year. Yeah. So yeah. what have you been up to since? Well, since that, I I made a, a new record, a new yeah. solo record, obviously. Yeah, that's coming out. But now. yeah, but in between, I was touring with my band Firewind, mm-hmm. like my main band. So um, we just finished up a world tour. We were last month in uh, Latin America, 
Which is this huge market for heavy metal and rock. It is. I mean, actually, not so much as it used to be from what I've uh-huh. heard because, I, you know, now everybody's like going everywhere. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's going there now mm-hmm. nowadays. But it was the first time for us, so it was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been there a couple of times with Ozzy, but never with my own band. How so, long were you with Ozzy? Since 2009, mm-hmm. until, uh, up until last year. So seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how come you ended up there? I don't know. They, they, <laughs> they found me. They found me online and they emailed me and they asked me to audition. Yeah. And I went out to LA and I did the audition and it was great. Yeah. And we, you know, we clicked right away. Yeah. You were born in Greece, of course. Born and raised. In Thessaloniki. Correct. Second city. Correct. <laughs> in Sweden, we have a joke fight going on between mm. Stockholm and Gothenburg yeah, because, you know, we think they're lesser than us and they think we're just <laughs> stuck-up assholes here, over here in Stockholm. Is it the same in, in between uh, people in Athens and, and, and Thessaloniki? A little bit, but I think it's um, mostly for football stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is not it like for that? music. No, not really. No, in music, it's a little bit more of a, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a unity, actually. I mean, um, I always got along with all the Athenian musicians and stuff. Um, I don't know. And they, um, no, there's a, the Athenians really love actually Thessaloniki um, because it's a smaller city and it's by the water and they love to uh, come out there. And um, I mean, what, what was the climate for, for rock when you grew up in, in Greece? You mean like for a local scene? Yeah, well, but yeah. Was there a lot of rock bands going on there? Not so much, to be honest. It was really hard for me to find musicians from my town to play. Um, there was one death metal band from from uh, from uh, Thessaloniki that had signed um, a contract like a, with a small Danish label. The band was called Exhumation, and to me back then that was like unheard of—a band signing a, a, a European record deal. So me and the guitar player became good friends because we had the same teacher, guitarist Marius. Uh, we actually ended up forming another band later on—a death metal band called uh, Night Rage. That was when I was very young, obviously. So, yeah, I did uh, two records with Night Rage. Because mm-hmm. Greece, uh, excuse me, but it's quite an unusual place for rock stars to come from. Name three other I mean, let's international just say, Greek rock stars. Let's just, let, exactly. Let's just say Greece <laughs> is not the mecca of heavy metal. No, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So name three international Greek uh, rock uh, stars. Mm. Okay. You're well, struggling. Yeah, I Demis Roussos? Yeah, yeah, but is he hard rock? No. No, he's not. No, no, he was more like. Nanami Skouri? Schlager. Nanami Skouri. Yana? Who's that? Yana was. Uh, she had a couple of hits in the 80s, I think. Yana was. See, I don't know. Her. You don't even know the Greek stars. My, my, yeah, I, I know. I mean, my favorite one is Vangelis. Vangelis, yeah. of, course. of course, he's major and 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 really a, 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 in his own right. I mean, and so they were and they were part of a seventies uh, prog rock band, Aphrodite's Child. I don't know if you guys know no, them, Aphrodite's Child. I've heard, heard the name. They have they had this album called Six 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 back then in the seventies. So it's it's still like it's a very underground gem, okay. prog rock gem. Yeah, that's huh? quite early to use Six Six Six. In, in yeah, the, it was yeah. like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to check that out. Yeah. So we don't really have to ask you maybe why you left your home country. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I and I had this dream as a kid. You know, obviously I knew where the whole stuff was happening. You know, it was in America. So, um, but funnily, funnily enough, when I went to America in the late nineties. It didn't work out for heavy metal so good there, uh, and I found myself in Sweden a few months later mm-hmm. because the Swedish uh, scene was blooming a lot back then. Uh, I mean, now too, but mm-hmm. even back in the late '90s, you know, the bands from Gothenburg, the Gothenburg sound, so to yeah. speak, you know, um, and 
like I said, remember when I just mentioned this band Exhumation, those friends of mine, they were recording in, in Gothenburg at Fredmont Studio. Of course, yeah. So with uh, Frederick Nordstrom. So yeah. I asked them if I could join them during the recordings and hang out and see what's happening here because why, why is everybody talking about Sweden and the Swedish scene? So I came out here actually uh, in the summer of 99. That was just on the verge when in flames and everybody was that, Yeah, and that's what yeah. everything was happening then. So I ended up staying here because me and their producer, Frederick Nordstrom, we formed a band. Um, and that band was Dream Evil. And that essentially was uh, my start, my, my career start. In, so you have very strong ties to Sweden. I do, I so, do. So we'll do this interview in Swedish then? Yes, that's it. Let's start over again. Yeah. I do understand a little bit, but I, I'm not as good as I would like to, because obviously, I actually, to be honest, if I end up staying here a few days more, I will probably pick up more, it'll come back to me. Yeah. Yeah. They say that if, if you're good at music, you it's easy to learn languages as well. Maybe, yeah, yeah. because you- You uh, have an ear for something. I guess so, I mm -hmm. guess so. And I was always good with languages, actually, since I was a kid. And also it helped that I was traveling since I was a kid. I went to America very young, because I had some family visiting there in the summer, spending summertime there. And, you know, I came to Sweden when I was 19, so I absorbed a lot of the culture. So it was a good thing, you know, it um, it made me, made me mature much faster, but I also kind of, you know, broadened my horizons, you mm -hmm. know, like, you know. You, a citizen of the world. Yeah, like when you go back home after that, you feel like, oh, you realize how small it is where you are. But at the same time, you appreciate it for other things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There were quite big shoes to fill when you ended up with Aussie, right? Yeah. With, with Jake Lee and, and Zach Wilde and Randall Rhodes. To be and... honest, I never found any shoes of theirs to, <laughs> to fit it, so I, I don't know how big they were. So. <laughs> <laughs> were you ever, that. like, nervous and, and, you know? I, you know, I think anybody would be, Yeah. really. I mean, it's... It's, it's freaking Aussie there next yeah, to me. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, it's such so much history there, and uh, it's such a spotlight for anybody to just play guitar next to that guy. Um, Sure, yeah, I was nervous, um, but at the same time, I also had a certain attitude like, hey, you know, this is your chance now, you know, go out there and uh, what's the worst thing that can happen? People are going to hate you, okay, so, but, uh, you know, at least more people are going to hear about me, so, <laughs> and, and I'm going to get to play with Ozzy, and this is, um, this is one, so once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm -hmm. How much artistic freedom did you get? Uh, did he allow you to, to, to do your own thing, or did he want you to play the songs correctly? Well, originally my approach was to play stuff um, as as close to uh, to the originals as possible. That was also that's what my, the fans want to hear. I, that's what I thought as a fan myself. Yeah. Uh, so we never really discussed it. I just uh, knew that he liked what I was doing from the, from the get go. Um, I never deviated much from the originals. You know, I tried to go for that sound whether we was we were playing a Zach Wilde era song or a Randy Rhodes era song or it was a Black Sabbath song for that matter I mean at the end of the day you know you have your sound and your guitar and your gear and everything is gonna sound like you but you know you try to play those notes as close as possible you know were there ever one song that you really enjoyed playing? That's like, yeah, this one. Oh yeah, I loved. Actually, I loved the opening of the shows with Bark at the Moon. Always. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I'm an '80s kid, so I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and what a great song that yeah. is. I mean, you are a string wizard. 
Ooh. You're definitely among, uh, you know, the the tops. Uh, let's just say I'm the best guitar player in this in, in, in the room, room right now. Oh, oh yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely in this bus. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. I can't play, <laughs> so Erica can't play. Uh, Chris but but but, play. but but definitely, you you have that speed, you have the technique, uh, and, the tone, and, uh, the tone. The tone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that takes tone, a lot man. of practice, and I know from experience because I grew up. Uh, I was almost a neighbor to Ingvi Malmsteen. Mm. Uh, and uh, I know how much he practiced <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to get there. And and, uh, and just did, by coincidence, did, we were married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I so I, I, I heard him practice as well. <laughs> you heard him practice. But, he, but when he yeah. met you, he could play. <laughs> yeah, he could play. Yeah. And now he can I heard play. him when he couldn't play. <laughs> did you spend your whole time. Uh, teen years just playing? Or More or less, yeah. It uh, sounds very familiar what you're saying. Because I remember when I was in high school... All I did was I like my day was for like I was in school or when I was not in school I was just locked in my room uh, trying to figure out um, stuff and practicing and you know for my favorite guitar players Ingvi being one of them actually so you know it's it, it was like that for a number of years for me to a point where my father thought there was something wrong he's like, he's like son you don't go out with girls all the other uh, guys in your class go out with, what's the matter with you. Uh, I don't like nothing. It's just like uh, you know, I, I just gotta figure out how to play a trilogy or something. <laughs> and it, but you know, soon enough, thankfully, I had this scholarship for Berklee College of Music when I was 16. And then, like, he really got it. He's like, okay, you are you're, you're a natural, and this is what you need to do. This is the, this is the mission. So, you know, I was lucky. I had very supportive parents. You know. And hopefully you got laid later on tour. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you well, good for you. Yeah. Actually, my first girl was in Sweden. Was a Swedish one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's I, 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 I was a bit. I, I, yeah, yeah. I was also also a late bloomer when it came to that. Like I, I you had the guitar. I had the guitar. <laughs> she was my girl. You know? so, yeah. What What was your approach to your solo album? Now, what What, what did, did you want to accomplish? Um, well, the idea with the solo record was to um, ha, to really define what Gus G sounds like as a solo artist because the first two records that I did with collaborations with a different artists like different mm -hmm. singers or producers or songwriters a lot of people uh, but this one is actually a, a trio power trio lineup setup so yeah it's just like we, we want we were going for a cohesive type of sound a certain flow throughout the record um, that was that was the main goal really Mm -hmm. To just develop my my sound, you know, it takes a while until you find your your sound. Even though I mean, I have my style and stuff. You know, being a solo artist is a, still a new thing for me. How would you describe the contemporary sound of, of metal? What is defying metal in the late 2010s? Well, actually, metal has uh, has has a lot of branches right now. That's what I'm figuring out. I mean, um, obviously, there's still like a lot of the classic sounds there, but you have, I mean, there's so many different. Um, what's the word? Uh, mashups like you have uh, you know the folk metal bands then you have like of course the power metal bands or the symphonic metal or you got I don't know obviously the the metalcore bands and then in the younger scene you know and um, I don't know it's just like a big melting pot right now in heavy metal so I, I think that's good that's healthy mm -hmm. you know it is for sure yeah so give us a great Aussie moment because we all saw the TV show. We all know what he's up to. We, we need a, gr a, a great Aussie moment. A, a great uh, story. 
<laughs> you know, he wasn't as crazy as uh, people think it was when I when I joined the band, at least in my time with him, because he was uh, away from all the, the bad stuff. So he was just drinking tea, sharing oh, okay. stories. But I mean, he's still a funny guy. Oh, he's, he could be a comedian. He's a, yeah, exactly. He's, he could have been a stand-up comedian, absolutely. no problem. Yeah. yeah. Some of the funniest interviews I've done with him. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know what what was it with him. I I remember one time, I think we were up here in Finland, um, and it was like. I saw him uh, on on the next day's flight. He came in and he was like, "I can't. I couldn't sleep last night, man. I couldn't sleep. Like, what happened?" He said, "Well, I get up and and I look at the clock and it's like 9:15 a.m. Like, oh fuck!" So he gets up. He says, "I take a shower, you know, pack my bags and stuff, sitting there." And then he said, "I pull the curtain and it's like pitch black outside." And then he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" So apparently he had put his watch upside down. It was quarter to three a.m. <laughs> That's so typical. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, so you poor guy, man. You've been up since 3 a.m. You're like, yeah. I couldn't go back to sleep after that. <laughs> there you go. That's Amazing. wonderful. Okay, we're closing in on 15 minutes here, which is our time limit because you are off to the stage. I'm about to go. Uh, and we always finish off with uh, the, the, the cheesy song or the cringe song. It's a song that you like, but you possibly wouldn't tell your friends you like. Oh wow! So yeah. just let's tell our two hundred thousand listeners yeah. instead. Won't Something that you won't tell anybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Could it be anything, really? Yeah, yeah. Anything. any type of music. Something, Something that, that maybe your fans will be surprised that discuss like that. Really? Oh wow! Well, actually, I'm a big fan of the Doors, and um, obviously, it's that's nothing to be ashamed of because they're an amazing band. But a lot of people probably wouldn't expect that I would like a band like the Doors, mm-hmm. and I love them. So any well, song in particular? Whoa. The end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the end. Uh, I don't know. Um, play whatever you like. I don't know. What's a good door song? I mean, there's so many good ones. Come on, baby. Like no, not that one. Come on, not that one. Not that one. Right, let's play. La Woman. La Woman is a good one. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's play La Woman. <laughs> Thank you go. so much. Thank and you best guys. of luck with everything. Taxomiket. Woo! And we'll finish off with some words of wisdom. Bottoms up. Friendship. It's like peeing in your pants. Everybody can see it, but only you can feel its warmth. (laughs) (laughs) Did you come up with that yourself? Absolutely, right now. (laughs) Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. And bottoms rock. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, 
or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.